If you've been following along in the podcast, you know that the past six months has been quite the interesting journey for me, from unemployment to hospital stays to sickness to us just having our third child. And in the midst of all that, God has been really good, and he has shown himself as powerful and loving. One of the big gifts that he's given me is community. Uh, in a previous episode, in episode 9, I shared the verse in First Peter 5, starting in verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And it's that last piece that I want to touch on right now, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. One of the biggest gifts that God has given me, one of the biggest encouragements God has given me is a body of people around me who are also going through some hard things in this season. So I'm hoping soon uh, to share a story of a couple friends who have had some pretty substantial hospital stays themselves. Uh, I've had other friends who have also been wrestling with some job changes. But today's story is from my friend Tanisha, who uh, I've known for a few years and whose faith I've really appreciated. And as you'll hear, she felt like the world had a lot to say about who she was and what she deserved. But as she began to learn who God said she was and what God said he had for her, her life changed. And this story begins with a post that she put on Facebook uh, back in the fall. And when I saw it, it really encouraged me, but I knew that something special was about to happen. You're listening to episode 15 of the Where Did You See God podcast. So I'm really excited because uh, I feel like this is going to be a really good episode. I'm sitting with my friend Tanisha in her place, in her home, with the little boy Zion staring at me because I just laughed and woke him up. Say hi! <laughs> uh, but the reason I'm excited is because, uh, just like with the last episode, um, I felt like it was going to be important and then all kinds of things happen to try to stop it. And so I feel like this is the same deal because I woke up sicker than I've been for a little bit. Janisha had car issues, couldn't get home. My wife started having contractions. They weren't the contractions, yeah. but she started having contractions. The little girl had an ear infection and had to go. So all these things tried to keep us from sitting here today, but Janisha and I are not about that. So can I pray? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Father God, I just thank you that you are God and you are good and that you work and move. And I just thank you for the story you've given to Nisha. And um, yeah, we just give this time to you because uh, we don't know what in the world it is you're about to do, uh, but we want to just position ourselves by this mic and talk and celebrate you. Oh, let's pray in his holy name. Amen. Amen. So I guess just to start off, I know you, but if somebody just met you, what's the like 10 second who you are? I am Tanisha White. Um, I'm an author. I'm a mother of four boys. Um, I'm just somebody out here that's trying to do the right thing with the cards that I've been dealt. Mm. And Tanisha has four amazing boys. They are some of my favorite kids in the world because anytime they come to visit, they immediately love on my kids and take care of little yes. Bella. Zion doesn't do too much yet because, you know. <laughs> He's only, what is he, four months? Yeah, he'd be five months on the 12th. 
All right, so part of the reason I'm really sad to say with Tanisha and hear her story is because back on November 8th, she posted on Facebook, I am asking for prayers as I step out on faith for my next decision. I'm believing God will open this door by December 25th. And what I loved about that is it reminded me of something I posted a couple years before when we did the whole crazy prayer thing about our house and put out, I put out this vague Facebook post like, hey, just pray because God's going to do something. I can't yeah. say what it is yet. And so I saw it and I immediately knew it was something special. Uh, so I reached out to Tanisha and said, hey, what's this thing? <laughs> and she told me uh, and I joined her in praying and then got the privilege of just watching God show up and do some stuff. But yeah, tell me, November 8th, you're posting on Facebook. Tell me about that day. Wow. Um, okay. So I had been making, um, debating this decision, this decision. And God, I want to go, but I can't afford to go. I need to move, but I don't know how. And as I kept praying about it and praying and praying about it, some just said, go. So... I did not know exactly what I was supposed to do first, but I knew I wanted to do it that the right way. I wanted to make sure that living in where I was living, you know, through Section 8, I wanted to make sure there was no collapse in housing. I wanted to make sure that I could provide for my kids the home I envisioned for us, the lifestyle that I knew I could do, I could, I could be this person, I could be better. And I'm sorry, because I know. <laughs> so the decision was that I was going to move. I didn't know how. I knew I had just renewed my lease at the house I was in. So I didn't even know if the landlord was going to even allow me to break a lease that I just renewed for 12 months. Mm. I contacted him first. I texted him. I said, um, I know I told you I don't want to move. I said, but I got to go. And it was just, it shocked me because he was like, Miss White, you can go. I was like, that's it? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's it? I was like, are you, he was like, oh, I can just break the lease. He said, yeah, just write the paperwork up, but let me know where you're going to be, where you're moving to so we could contact. I was like, God, Okay. Didn't didn't at that time did not realize where God was in that. Didn't see it. So I was like, okay, well, Section A is gonna take their their time to get me approved. So I'ma go and I'ma just gonna take this step faith. I'ma I'ma go and I'ma apply for this place. Didn't just I'ma go apply. I don't know what I need to apply. I'm just going to apply. So when I got here, the lady she was like, um, it's a thirty-five dollar application fee. But she'll let me get the application. So I left and I told her, when I first walked in, it was two ladies there um, sitting at, their, at the desk. And I told the lady, I said, y'all don't look at me like I'm crazy. I said, but when I tell you that God told me y'all was going to give me an apartment here for me and my kids and I claim it. And the lady, she just looked at me <laughs> and she was like, I said, don't look at me like I'm crazy. I said, but I just need y'all to understand that me and my kids will be living here. And the lady, she was like, you think so? I said, I know so, because God told me to take this step. So she was like, okay, well, you need $35. I left there. I'm sitting in a car, and I'm like, God, I don't have $35. It's time to pay my car note. So I was like, well, God, you just please just let it work out. Let it work out. I'm going to take that $35 from that car note, and I'm going to put that application in. 
Okay, so I do the application. I got the $35 money order. And I come back and I bring the lady back the application. I said, y'all, I said, y'all thought y'all got rid of me that fast? I said, no. I said, I told y'all, God told me this was for me. So the lady, she was like, okay, but you also need a $150 holding fee to hold the place. I'm just like, if at that point, I actually told the lady, I was like, I don't mean no harm. I was like, ma'am, do you think it's worth it? She was like, well, what did God tell you? I said, God told me to take this step and I'm doing it. She was like, so why you doubt it? I was like, okay. I was like, okay. So I was like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get $150. It just so happened at the very moment that I said it, my foster mom called. And she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, there's nothing wrong. I was like, I'm just taking this step of faith. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and tell you what my step is. And she was like, I give you $150. I was like, okay. Well, that's it right there. That's like, so I got $150. I got the 35 application fee. So I was like, I'm going to apply. When I came back to apply, the lady, she was giving me so much runaround as far as they need my credit, they need this, they need that. And I kept telling the lady, I said, it's okay. You can take me through all the paperwork, all the things you want to do. I said, but God told me this was for me. I got in the car and I drove up the, the where the apartments is. It sits off the back of Brook Road. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the rent office is, I parked there. When it was time, to, after I finished telling the lady that, I got in the car with the kids. I drove up the hill, and I stopped. At the time, I didn't know. I told the lady, I said, I don't know how I know, but that's my apartment. And she was like, really? I said, that's my apartment. I said, unless God says otherwise, that's my apartment. So then I went back to Section 8 to go ahead and finally finalize the fact that I wanted to move. Because I knew they were going to take forever. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well, Miss White, no problem. You, um, you, you, can, you can move. Uh, but then they, when it came down for them to do the inspection, they were taking their precious time. And I'm like, okay, I have to be out where I'm at literally by the first. The first was my last day that I could be in there. So I was like, okay, well, the apartment's not ready. Then the lady for the apartment called me back and said, well, Miss White, we're going to put you in another apartment. And I was like, oh, yeah? She was like, yeah. I said, it's downstairs, apartment D. I said, that's all I know. She was like, 1840D. I was like, see? I was like, I told you, God told me this was for me and my children. And she was like, we was going to put you upstairs. I said, uh-uh, not upstairs. <laughs> she was like, how did you know? I said, I do not know. So now to catch up, it has been two weeks since we have moved in. And I want to say, like, when I say God is showing himself mighty and strong, he's showing himself mighty and strong. When I moved in, I could not get all the furniture from the storages that I had. So because I couldn't get the storages, I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? I had to buy one storage that cost $58. Then turn around and had to get another storage that cost me $105, two storages down from the one I got. And then could not figure out how I'm going to get the stuff from one house into the storage. So I had to use my car. And I'm like, okay, there's no way this stuff is going to fit in this car. My sister said she couldn't help. And then just in the same quick minute, she said she couldn't help. She was like, all right, I'll help you. <laughs> I'll help you. And I was like, huh? She was like, I'll help you. I'll use my car too. And we, we do it that way. I was like, okay. Waiting for God to move us here. We went through displacement. The displacement, I all, it, it all worked out crazy to me because of the simple fact 
I had stopped being friends with my friend. Me and her stopped being friends for three years. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her. So right when this happened, it was like, if she had not been there to open that door to let us stay with her, I don't know where we would have went. And then the devil still was busy. Like they were, my car sitting outside. There was a drive-by shooting and my car got shot. On, I was getting ready to take the kids to school. But at the same time that I was getting ready to take them to school when I shot the, saw the gunshot, God reminded me that, remember, this happened right when you got out the car with the baby. So had I not got out the car with the baby at the moment I did, Men, the baby would have been in the car while it was getting shot up. I called the police. I still did police report. Then I, once I moved in here, it's like I kept trying to retrieve the mail. The post office worker, like I tried for three days, three days. And the post office worker, like I walked in, I sat there in the car and I kept trying to calm myself down because I didn't understand why I, my, I felt like I was hyperventilating. But I was in the car and I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, it's been three days. I'm, I've been trying for three days to get this mail. And this is at the old post office. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm going to sit right here. All right, Titi, calm down, calm down. And go in the post office. So I go in, I greet the man with, hello, good morning. I'm trying to retrieve my mail. When I say this man literally cursed me out. To the point where I'm, I mean, I'm standing there with the baby in my arm and I'm just looking like, um, sir, is there somebody else I could talk to? He was like, no, um, it's just, it's just me. And I mean, he just kept cursing me out, cursing me out. I ended up going to the post office on Brook Road where I was greeted as soon as I walked in with the same respect that I showed the man at the first post office with hello and good morning. And when the lady greeted me, I burst out in tears and I set the baby on the floor. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, that is so different than what I just got at the other post office. The lady, she sat there holding my, my four-month-old baby in her arms, prophesying to him, telling him that he is peace, that he is strength, that God knows exactly what he's doing. Everything that this lady was saying to my child was the things that I was feeling and that I thought. And I kept telling people, he is peace. Everyone he that comes around him will feel peace. That's what he is. That lady, she called me that night. And she was like, is everything okay? And I was like, yes, ma'am. She was like, I'm so sorry that happened. And I was like, just thank you for not being that way. This lady, every day up to the to, up to today, has been a blessing for me and my children every step of the way. When I say this lady, she came that night and she filled my house with two hundred and something dollars worth of food. She bought pampers. She bought wipes. She bought paper towels. I mean, she bought everything we needed, even lamps, light bulbs, and I mean everything that we needed. She bought it, and then. Every day she calls back to see if we're okay. Every day she calls to sit, tells me something that God told her to say to me. Every day. She, this lady don't know me from anybody. And every day, like, the kids wanted to go to her church because she had offered that we could go. The car was acting up. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to go. And she was like, you know, God knows what you're doing. 
I said, yeah, I said, but I just, it's late, the car acting up, I don't want that. She was like, don't make them excuses. <laughs> so I told the kids, I was like, all right, y'all, I really don't feel like, I said, but let's go. When I got there, I was just shocked because I wasn't that expected. Like, the thing with the post office, it, I guess I felt a little traumatized. Everywhere I went, I was afraid to greet people. I didn't know how to talk to people. It's like for them couple of days, I just had this moment of dumbness. Like I didn't know if me saying hello or good morning was bad or wrong, or you know if I did something wrong. Um, but this lady who knows me from nobody keeps calling and keeps blessing me and my children. My children have been blessed ever since day one when we moved in this house. On the first day of school for my elementary school son. He came home with two $25 Dollar General cards. My middle school son on his first day came home with a little ticket for Regency Square Mall for free, $50 worth for free shoes. Wow. All their school supplies was given to them. Um, Richmond Public Schools during the time of displacement like, I cried the other day when I went there. And I didn't mean to make them cry, but I made them cry <laughs> because I was just in shock that, you know, I've been to Richmond Public Schools my entire life. I've never seen so much love, so much caring as they showed me with my children. And I told the lady, I said, even though I didn't get it for myself, I thank you for my children. I told them how they were blessings. Like, they gave us lamps. They gave us lamps. They gave us food. They gave us um, toiletries and everything to keep us going through the displacement. Um, my son, the first day, the, the, his teacher didn't even know that they were being withdrawn from school. And the teacher pulled him in the hall and asked him to call me to ask me if it was okay if he came home with a PlayStation 4. <laughs> Now you can I mean, this is God. This is God. Nobody's going to give a child a PlayStation 4. Like, these are moments where God is, I'm just like, in, I'm in shock. I actually slept on my sofa last night. This is my first time sleeping in the front room, but I just felt like I needed, I needed something. And I just sat here and I just looked and I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I don't know if you see this wall behind you. But um, those are their prayers and sermons that were preached mm. for the whole year. And I've been using them to gain, I guess, my strength here. You know, it's just everything, every day I go through here and I tell the kid, I say, do y'all like it? He's like, yeah. When we first, the day we first, the day we moved in, they gave me a hug. And I mean, I'm used to hugs, but it was one of them hugs where like, it just took you down to your knees. And it was like, mom, you said you was gonna do it. You did it, you did it. We get to live here. Are you sure we get to live here? And I was like, yeah. And I said, y'all like it? It was like, mom, you did good. You did good, <laughs> you did good. And every day, like, at the at every place we've lived, I've always had to, it's time to go to bed or clean your room. I don't have to do any of that here. When bedtime comes, they're in bed before I even say go to bed. <laughs> Doors shut. Nice. 
Like, they cleaned up, and it was like, Mom, did you get that up? I was like, well, it wasn't nothing but a sock, but why you leave it right? I said, okay, I'll get the sock, y'all. <laughs> and they was like, they're, they're on me at the same time yeah. that I'm on them. They're loving the schools. Um, county schools is a lot different than public schools. But it's just, it's amazing to see that ever since that date in November, that date in November. And and to be honest, when I keep thinking about it, I think I was trying to run. Mm. Not just from where I, where I was, but in my mind, I think I was trying to run. And I was trying to escape. But I didn't understand at the time that I didn't have to run, I just needed to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Upgrade my thinking upgrade my mind like I'm on this whole thing now where I don't care what nobody says (laughs) I claim it if I God told me I can have it I even went on on my phone and took screenshots of cars because I believe God says in the name of Jesus that I can have the desires of my heart God I desire a new car with no payments and no bullet holes I believe that like everything that's going goes wrong now and I'm like oh Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Satan, so you tried. You tried that. Oh, you tried to make me doubt. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to give up. Because actually, out of you know me. So you know the life that I've tried to live. Mm-hmm. I haven't always did right. Don't do all, you know, don't make all the right decisions. But the life that I desire is a life that pleases God. Like, I don't, I got tired of going to church where I felt like I was judged. I felt, I got tired of people trying to make me be the me they wanted me to be. I just want to be me. Dreads, teeth coming out a little bit, (laughs) you know. I got four kids. Some might hang low here, hang high up here, but I just want to be me. I want to be accepted for me. I want people, when they see me, to say, no matter what life bought her, she got through. She got through. She got through. She ain't never give up. She pushed. She pushed. And God was with the sinner. That's what I want. When I go to church now, I, I sit there, and I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm, I, I know I'm there. But sometimes I feel lost. Like, God, I know you got more for me than this. I mean, is this all I'm supposed to do? I, I'm tired of sitting in this pew. That's how I feel. Like, I want, I want to be out more. I want to do more. Like when I was in the church and they um, was feeding the homeless. That feel like that blessed my heart more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because it was something I did for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I took my Thanksgiving dinner. I cooked my entire Thanksgiving dinner at home and took it to the church and fed the homeless. Mm-hmm. Nobody had to cook. Nobody. I fed the homeless. I didn't care. Like I didn't care what it took. I wanted to show people. Even now, many kids would be passing homeless, and it might not be nothing but a dollar. Or when the school gives us all the little toiletry bags, sometimes it's a lot. So I just opened the windows. Here, take that. Here, take that. Because I, I was blessed enough that I could share. Yeah. Like, I don't have much. 
Like I've I've watched the enemy, and I've allowed him. I guess that's what's more more needs to be said. Not only did I watch him, but I allow him to keep sidetracking me, to make me feel like I was everything that everybody said I was. I wasn't gonna do nothing. I wasn't gonna be nobody. God didn't love me. God didn't even see me. What was I keep trying for? Uh But when I got to the point where I'm like, when you look in the mirror, do you see you? I used to hate that person. I used to hate because I didn't understand what was so different about it, about me. Why, if God was there and God loved me, why did I endure so much? I didn't understand why I was a mother of four kids yeah. and they were all boys. And I, I'm, I'm starting to get it now. You know, there I really are my strength. They really are my peace, my joy, and my love. That's what they are. And like, I tell the kids all the time, I say, I may can't give you the things that other people have, but you'll always have a head up on a lot of people. And when I say a head up, I mean, you know what it's like to start at nothing. So when you do get something, you're going to bloom. I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. Like, I know I've been in church all my life. And I've listened to people say, oh, God can give you what you want, blessings after blessings and miracles after miracles. And even though I've been in church all my life, I guess, yeah, I see, oh, well, yeah, I know God did that. Mm-hmm. I know God did that. But to actually get to the point where, how could you walk through here and not say, God, I know you gave me this? Mm-hmm. How could you? Th- I mean, from day one, when I every time I go to the rent office, they know me by heart. Mm. They know my name. And I asked the lady, I said, did you pray for me today? She was <laughs> like, no. I said, why you didn't pray for me today? I said, you know I need prayer. She was like, yeah, Miss White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I'm building my rapport with them. Mm-hmm. Like on the door, I put... As for me and my house and all who entered, we are blessed. I don't care what's going on out here. You know, that doesn't mean that's what's going on here in here all the time is correct either. But it means I'm trying to live a life and I have to keep aiming for it. Like, I'm amazed. Yeah. I'm, I'm truly amazed. Like, I've never, I've never had an apartment. I've, I'm used to houses. But I feel more peace mm-hmm. in this apartment than I have in any house. Mm-hmm. And I look around and I'll be like, well, what's the difference? I mean, it's the same. That's the same picture you had at the other house. That's the same TV. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. So what is really different? Now I think, okay, yeah, God wanted me to, I, I believe God wanted me to move out the situation I was in, the house I was in. But I, I think the move was really a spiritual move. Mm-hmm. I don't think now that, yes, God wants me to have this. He wants me to have good things and finer things of life. Yes, I believe that. But I think that the move that God really wanted for me to take was a spiritual move in myself. Mm-hmm. Where he was telling me, you've been still too long. Mm-hmm. Like the other day when the car was acting up. And it was night, and I'm trying to get us home as fast as I can. The lady, she invited us to church, so it's at Faith Landmark. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, the car's acting up. I was like, okay, well, this car, you better just get in line, start on up. I'm getting in this car. I'm taking my chair in the church, and you're going to make it there. I don't care how many times you cut off. <laughs> uh. I got there, car cut off three times, and I'm sitting in the parking lot. Ha, ha, I told you, you was going to make it. Uh. Ha, ha, I made it. The kid's like, Mom, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I'm trying to get them to understand we're going to take steps. We're going to take faith <clears throat> everywhere we go, everywhere we go. Uh, I've been wanting to go to school. So I know that, okay, I got a brand new baby. It's hard to do work in school with a brand new baby. But if I use the degrees that I have and add more to it, then when I'm ready, I have the life I want. Mm -hmm. So I have did four exams so far as a certified pharmacy technician. Mm -hmm. I, once I did the exams, I was sitting there and I was like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do this program. But then I just keep hearing, you said you was going after all you wanted. Why can't you want? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I did it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm just like, okay, I want, I want more. I want more. This spiritual move, God's trying to show me something. He's trying to show me a shift. And I'm not quite sure I get it all the way, but I know he's showing me something. When I was driving the other day, I kept coming to the lights, but my car was doing this, the shaking and stalling. And all I kept hearing was, watch them lights. And as soon as I approached one light, turned green. As soon as I approached one light, turned green. As soon as I approached the next light, turned green. And I even called the lady from the post office to tell her. I said, look, I got to tell you something. <laughs> and she was like, oh, baby, what's wrong? I was like, no, nah. I, I just got to tell you this. I said, because maybe you'll understand. And I said, so I'm at these lights and the car is shaking. I said, but in my spirit, I'm hearing, I'm getting ready to show you just like these lights. Every time you get a red, I'm going to give you a green. Every time you get a red, I'm going to give you a green. But right now, you got to stop the stalling. I didn't get no more. I'm still trying to understand what it meant, but I see something yeah. in it that the lights were red and it wasn't necessarily that it was something I did. God might have put the lights mm -hmm. red to stop me mm -hmm. at the times that he needed me to stop. But that shaking is, he's like, I see you, you halfway in, mm -hmm. you know, you got your foot in, I can, I can dip you some more. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what this is. Yeah. This is me being dipped. Yeah. What I think what you said is really powerful that I think a lot of people miss is that this whole th journey since November 8th wasn't about uh, a house or an apartment. Yeah. But it was a spiritual journey and what God could do. But even like, yeah, what you're saying about how we understand things. I mean, on November 7th, you you didn't see a way forward. You were in a lease. You yes. didn't see how it could work out. Um and sometimes we feel like we're like, well, if God would just show me or tell me exactly what will happen. But the truth is, if God said to you, hey, you're going to be displaced with your kids for a couple of weeks, you would have been like, mm -mm, no. But like by trusting God stepping into that, you were able to see how he showed up and took care of you. And then how he did far more than you could have even expected. Yes. And it's just like, a beautiful story. I really feel like this is just this is just a step stone. Like this mm -hmm. is just the beginning of what he's doing like the lady from the post office she's like um you know what god told me to tell you even though i'm trying to help you get your car fixed and 
she was like, even though I'm trying to help you get the car fixed, God told me to tell you, he going to give you a brand new car. He, she was like, do you believe it? And I was like, oh, yeah. She was like, no, nah, that <laughs> didn't sound like faith right there. And she, I was like, I said, well, a new car with no payments and no bullet holes. She was like, now, repeat it and say it like you mean it. And at first when I was saying I was playing, I was like, yeah, uh-huh, no car, no parents, no bullet holes. But then she kept saying, now say it like you mean it. She was like, because didn't you hear the pastor say, if you, whatever you confess out of your mouth, that's what you will be, what you will receive. So if you have, oh, I confess bad things out of my mouth, oh, this ain't working, this ain't working. Or instead of that, take, putting in place of, God, I know you're going to do this. God, I seen you in that. And it's like... Just blessings and blessings yeah. and blessings and blessings. I just believe like this is just the tip of it. Even to the point where the kids are starting to, like the lady from um, the post office, when I came home and she helped us bring the food, helped me bring the food in the house, the kids was like, Mom, you seen God in that? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, did y'all? They was like, Mom, you said God was in that. I didn't understand. They was like, but Mom, God was in that. And I was like, yeah. I said, because what would make a stranger come and don't know me from nobody. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm picking stuff up that I'm thinking $2, a dollar. What you getting that for? You know you need that big one. Get that big one. Mm. I'm a pack of Pampers. I'm trying to get a $5 pack of Pampers <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what this lady yeah. wants to do for me. Or, why, you know, I just be like, like, we in the store. Every hour we walking down. She's like, you see something you want? And I was like, no, I, I'm all right. She's like, mm-hmm. And she go and she grabs <laughs> the same things that I'm telling her that I'm I looked at and I was like, oh, it's something about her. And I do not believe that it's by any accident that I met her. I believe, just like she said, I believe with all my heart that God allowed that man to disrespect me and curse me out to get me to her like she said because mm-hmm. she said when she called she was like god said he was sorry it had to happen that way mm-hmm. but he needed it to happen so she could bless mm-hmm. me yeah we like to think that bad things shouldn't happen and when bad things happen that means god's not present but i mean god ugh, just the way that he shows up and he knows that he knows that we're not really that smart <laughs> like, yeah. it takes us having to go through some things to actually start paying attention like when the, every time I would kept going through stuff, especially trying to decide, I was like, God, why won't you just tell me if you think I should move? Don't you? I mean, what you want me to do? I'm talking to you like I'm talking to anybody else. You say I have a personal relationship with you. Like I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting angry. And I'm like, okay, I. They said, don't get angry with God. But God, why can't I get angry with you? Well, don't you see me down here? Like I'm just really, I'm going in. I'm thinking about... I got a brand new baby plus three more kids. God, you told me that I wasn't going to go through this situation no more. You told me that when love found me, it was going to know me. God, this ain't love. God, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Those are my questions that I had for him. Mm-hmm. But at, the, at, at his response, and I kept waiting and waiting, I don't hear you saying nothing. You ain't saying nothing. You must be asleep. Is mm-hmm. you sleep, God? <laughs> like, those are, those are things. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through. The, I'm getting angry, and I'm like, okay. Well, I ain't going to pray to you today because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm angry. Okay. Here in the background. You ain't hurting me. <laughs> these yeah. are these are the things that I've been dealing with. It, you can't explain that to a lot of people because people, some people don't understand. Mm. 
anything about God, much less that I seen God in that. Oh, I seen God in yeah. that. Don't you understand that if ever there's a time you can't do and somebody else does it or somebody else shows you a way, even just show you, look, that's the door. I'm not going to walk you through that door, but that's mm -hmm. the door you need to go in. Mm -hmm. Even that, that's God. Mm -hmm. Because God could have just let that person keep stealing. I am watch this. That's the wrong door. She go in that door. She going to fall. She going to get killed. And I'm going to watch you go in that door. Mm -hmm. If it won't God, God could have God changed it mm -hmm. at any time. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to understand now that everything that we go through, no matter good or bad, if God already knows what you're going to go through, he knows that, okay, when church get out, I'm not the perfect person. I might get out of church and God, I'm going to smoke my cigarette. Mm -hmm. He knows, okay, that's something you need to be delivered from. Mm -hmm. He's not going to cast me out. He's not going to stop loving me because I sinned. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that God loves us beyond our sins. And that's what, what excites me. Like, I'm, I've been in church all my life, but I'm finally getting to a point where I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. Like, I understand now that, okay, you could have had a lot more in your life by now had you trusted me more. Had you prayed to me more. Had you even just had that little bit of mustard seed faith. But because you choose to go your route, I'm going to let you fall, I'm going to let you fall, I'm going to let you fall. But when you get down there, I'm still going to be there to pick you up. Mm -hmm. That's God. Yeah. That's God. I have failed so much. Mm. I have succeeded in so much. But nothing is my own. Yeah. It's not no success I have. It's not no failures I have unless I didn't try. If I don't try, then I fail. Mm -hmm. If I give up, then I fail. If I say, okay, well, Satan, you don't want me to do this little video, I ain't going to do it. I'm just <laughs> going to go, and I'm going in the house, and I'm going to find me a good movie to watch. I hope this baby don't wake up, and I'm going to go to sleep. When God got a story in it that he, I'm, miss, I'm, I'm stopping somebody else from being blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm stopping somebody else from getting free. Yeah. It ain't because I have it. It's because God got it. Mm -hmm. And God gave it to me to give to some. Mm -hmm. He didn't just do all of this from November to now. Just so I could say thank you. Mm -hmm. And that's the craziness of how complex God is. Because like we already said, this whole thing wasn't about a house. Right? But then, like you just said, someone's going to listen to this. And they could be blessed. But then we could take it even further. Like, who knows what story that lady's been telling about how God's worked in her life because of how she met you and how she's been able to invest in herself. But the thing that encourages me the most is, like, I've seen how, how loving of a mother you've been to your kids. And what's standing out in my mind is that no matter what happens for you in all of this, sometimes God's working on that extra level of how it impacts others. Their life is going to be vastly different because in these formative years, they are learning and seeing what it looks like to trust God. They are learning and seeing what it looks like to persevere when things are hard. They're learning and seeing what it looks like to say, all right, God told me to do this. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to do it because they watch their mom go ahead of them and step in faith and step into those hard things where it's like, I don't know where the money's going to come from. And then the money shows up or 
ah, we're going to be displaced, but then God protects. Or here we are in your house right now, and the yes. kids are loving it and picking up their junk and like going to bed on time. And like, you know, by all of this, God did some practical things for you, brought mm-hmm. y'all a home that's safe, that's comfortable, that feels like home. He did some spiritual things for you. He showed you what it looks like to live a life like the world says you should, and what it looks like to live a life where God is God and God is good. But then he's doing all this stuff for your kids that, I mean, we may, not, may never see the fullness of that because your kids are going to eventually have kids yeah. and they're going to invest that in them. And how many generations are going to be impacted in a positive way from that single step of faith on November 8th? Mm-hmm. And that's the craziness of God. I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs> I really, I really didn't like, I guess I'm look, I was looking more so like I need to do this for us, but it's not me. Like I, God did this. God wanted me to do it for me. And then God was like, God already had them. Mm-hmm. He all like, he already knew what he was going to do for them when I decided to take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what shocks me. It's like, I'm in such awe. Like, I just don't know how to express it because I really, I, from the, from that day on, if ever I doubted God, I could never doubt him again. Mm-hmm. I could never doubt him again because I kept wanting, show me a sign you real. Prove all this stuff people tell me, or they prophesy this and they prophesy that, and it never comes to pass. Show me you are real. I got, I was getting angry with God. I mean, I was really getting angry, and I think maybe it was at that particular moment when I get, was getting angry the most, and I was right there, and I was ready to say, I just forget it. I'm done. I give up. I ain't going to try nothing no more. I don't even care what happened. If I kept that thought, then I would have lost. But because I didn't keep that thought and I was like, God, all right, I've been here before. God, you got this. I, I know enough now to know that you got this. No matter what it looks like, God, you got this. No matter what it looks like, God, you got this. And to see it happen. I mean, deep November to now it is february what 4th 5th from november to now every day god has blessed my family mm-hmm. like that's that abundance that people were talking about that's that that's the stuff i've been wanting to see in my own life but was seeing in others yeah and when i seen it in other people's i used to get jealous i used to get angry because i want to know why god keep blessing them uh-huh. what they do to deserve that what made them what they've been through what they've been through to make mm-hmm. them so much better it wasn't that they were better. It was just because the story that God had for them mm-hmm. and the blessing he had for them was not for me. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go, in the, go to the store and you go buy a lottery ticket. You, it could be a person <laughs> in front of you uh-huh. and they could win 500 some dollars. Mm-hmm. You could get there and you could win nothing. Right. But the person in front of you just won off the same ticket you just won. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, there's two reasons for that. One, because it's a setup. Two, <laughs> is because that blessing, you don't know. That blessing, that that per- that ticket that person won could have been their way to stop homelessness. Mm-hmm. It could have been their way for to get medication. It could have been that, that shelter that they needed. Yeah. It's not saying that it wasn't, that you didn't need those things, or maybe you did. It was the saying that that blessing won't for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you supposed to praise God for your brothers and sisters' blessings because that's how you get blessed. 
I'm just learning that. Yeah. So when I see other people, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that, I ain't get mad no more. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for you. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. God, I know I'm next. I know I'm next. And like you said. Mindset. And now, like you've experienced, the other piece of it is, now you've learned that sometimes when there's something hard happening, it could be God saying, yeah, I know this practical thing is hard, but I'm actually doing some spiritual thing that's going to be so much better. Like by going through this, you're actually going to gain something that's worth far more. And there's this passage actually I thought of while you were talking that uh, like you were just talking about stumbling and you get into that point where it feels like you're just ready to give up, but like you never do. And the thought that came to my mind is part of that isn't even because of us. It's because God is like right there with us and, and he protects us. And it says uh, in Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. And what I love about that is, again, we feel like a, a, a good life where we're following God means that we never stumble. But nobody's ever, yeah. like, that's just, you look at scripture, that's not true. You look at people's lives, that's not true. Like, stumbling isn't the problem. We need to realize that, like, God is not going, he's not going to let us fall. That we're broken people in a broken world, working through our junk, going back into our junk again and again and again. And yet God loves us so much that he doesn't let us go. He walks with us. And it's just like when we're holding the hands of one of our kids and they trip up on the sidewalk, they might stumble, but we're not going to let them hit their face on the mm -hmm. concrete. Like we are there to catch them because we love them or watching them. We're going to let them take their own steps and walk because we want them to grow. There's just, I, I'm, I'm again encouraged, like this episode wasn't even supposed to happen because everything tried to stop it. Yes. But there's just so much richness of, of God's love and his work in your story. And so I really appreciate you sharing it. Oh, thank and you. Because I just like, I didn't, I just felt like somebody needs to understand mm -hmm how this happened like this wasn't oh I had I had some of it I had nothing yeah. I had not one penny to put towards it I had nothing blessing when I say blessings after blessings okay so when I got the 150 of the for the deposit mm -hmm. I mean for the holding fee now that's just the holding fee once I got approved I still needed my deposit. Mm -hmm. That was a grand. So I didn't have I didn't have that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I made the wrong choice. We I, I put us in this situation. Then I was like, guy, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you're gonna do it. I don't know how you're gonna do this. I'm gonna get this money together. My sister she kept saying, What if you don't get the money? I'm gonna get this money. My mama said, See, you moving, you keep moving. I said, but this time God told me to. Mm -hmm. I said, it's a difference. I said, yeah, I move. when I, If I feel uncomfortable, I go. Mm -hmm. I said, but this time God told me to go. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, no, 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 you just thinking this time. No, this time, I don't care how nobody else sees it. I claimed it. Mm -hmm. I received it. I got it because I received and I believed that God told me to go. When I when I heard that, I went. I didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. The apartment they're um a accredited, so you have to get approved. But for your by credit before they even worry about your section eight. Mm -hmm. I know I ain't got no good credit. <laughs> I know that. Uh -huh. 
When I asked the lady, did I get approved? She was like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, I said, I did. I said, I told y'all, I just took a step. I didn't need, I said, I just took a step. I just was trusting God that God told me I was going to have it. She was like, yeah, Ms. White, you got approved. I said, I did. I'm still asking her, I did. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah. So you just, she was like, you gave $150. Now you just need to come up with the 800 deposit, the rest of the deposit. And I'm like, okay. Well, I got a brand new baby, a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get these people $800 and move? Mm-hmm. I was like, God, there's no way I can, I can do it. And then I went right back to, God, I can't do it, but you can. God, I can't do it, but you can. I know you could do this. I've seen you do it before. Mm-hmm. I knew you could do this. And just kept praying, kept praying. So when it came down to the $800, the lady from VCU Hospital, I was in a program there. And... The lady, she was like, Miss White, we can help you with that. And I was like, huh? Mm. She was like, I said, you can help me with the deposit? She was like, yeah. At first, I was going to, during the displacement, I was going to take the kids and I was going to go to Hampton Mm. so we didn't have to be displaced. But some kept saying, I don't want you to go to Hampton. I want you to go through what you got to go through. Mm. And that's what I did. I, I, like... People think I'm crazy, like my friend, when I go to her house now that I have the place uh-huh. and I tell her these things, she'd be like, girl, there you go again. There you go again. <laughs> I was like, because you don't know what I know. I said, when I tell you, it's by no accident. I said, I didn't have no money. I didn't have no money to move. I didn't have no deposits. I didn't have no application fee. I say, when you think about it, that's $1,200 that didn't come out of my pocket that I didn't have. God blessed me with 35. God blessed me with 150. Then the lady at the hospital called, and Miss White, well, we can give you 500 on, mm-hmm. on it. Okay, well, I only need three. Child support, I just, okay, I'm going to sign up for some child support and because I deserve it. <laughs> so I'm going to sign up for some child support. Just knew they weren't going to approve it, and not in time if they did. Mm-hmm. It got approved in in time. So the 200 and something dollars that I needed extra, there that was. Okay, I was like, okay, well, God, see, there you go again. There you go again. All right, then when the lady, she was like, well, do you have help moving? I was like, oh, no, I ain't got no help moving. But I had $60 that my foster mom was going to give me if I could have found the help. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find no help. Had to pack stuff in the car, mm-hmm. my sister car, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I didn't have no truck. Do you know how hard it was to put a sofa and stuff in that car? And then yesterday, I was sitting here, and usually I go in my room. But I was sitting here, and I was just listening to the music. And I kept hearing this dragging, dragging in the hall. And there's two cars right here. Some say stand and watch. I watch as two ladies do the same thing I did to move myself in here. To move themselves out. Mm. I picked Zion up in my arms. I stood in the hall. And the man, a man walked past. God didn't say say nothing to him. So I let him walk past. I guess her daughter walked past. God didn't say, say nothing to her either. So I let her walk past. I stood there with Zion in my arms. And I waited for her. And I tapped her right when she got to my door. I said, I know you don't know me. I'm not trying to interrupt what you're doing. I said, but can I hug you? Mm. 
Mm. And she just put her stuff down, and her girl, she, the guy that was walked past was comes turned out to be her son. And she stopped her son because I guess she's trying to figure out why I'm trying to talk to her. And I said, I ain't mean no harm. I said, I just want to hug her. I said, I just want to hug you. I said, I had to do that. Mm. I said, I don't know your situation. I don't know if you're moving in or moving out. I said, but I need you to know God says he's not done. Mm. He's not finished. And he sees you. And her son just looked at me. And he was like, God told you to tell you that to my mama? I said, I just moved in. I said, all I know is some said stand there, wait for her. And I just kept watching. And God told me to tell her that. And she just put her stuff down. She gave me a hug. And I said, I didn't mean to upset you. I said, but God told me to do that. I said, I felt like I would have missed something if I didn't do it. I said, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know nothing about you. I said, but God told me to give you the hug. That was God. Mm-hmm. It was also God that let the lady hear hear it, and the lady, do you need anything for the baby? <laughs> that was God. Yeah. Blessings after blessings yeah. after blessings. It's like that verse, um, comfort with the same comfort that God gave you, and like when I, people think my my mother, she thinks I'm I like she thinks I'm just out mm-hmm. here and I'm going off. And I had to tell her, I was like, you don't have to call and ask me if I'm okay. I say, when I say I really am, I really am. She was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, I have peace. I said, that's the difference. You can live in a mansion and not have peace. Mm -hmm. You can be in a White House and not have peace. You can live in a shack and have all the peace in the world. Mm -hmm. It's just what you do with what you got. And who who you trust. I think that's what God wants us all to understand is that I'm not saying that because I'm God and I'm above all that you will not struggle. Because you will. But during that struggle, I want you to understand that I will see you through the fire. Just like David and Goliath and all, all everything, the whole story. And that's that one little stone. That one little stone could kill such a big giant. Mm-hmm. It won't the stone. It was the amount of faith mm-hmm. that he put in the stone. That if I throw this stone at you, you're going to fall. Yeah. That faith. Mm-hmm. That faith. That if I stand, no matter if I'm wobbling or shaking, but if I keep standing, I ain't fail. Because even if I'm bent, mm-hmm. I ain't broke. If I'm bent, I, I'm just I'm just bent over. I just need a little help to get back <laughs> yep. upright. God is shaping us and molding mm-hmm. us. I believe this time is gonna be better for me than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I believe that when I really got it, got it, got it, mm-hmm. that peace, that joy, that love, that salvation. When I really got that salvation, mm-hmm. ain't no devil yeah. in hell gonna stop me. And when people look at you sideways, I mean, you're learning the through this the. Like Paul says, the the secret to being content in all situations, because you were able to recognize when God was with you at one of the lowest moments where you were displaced and people were shooting at your car. And you also got to experience God's provision when the money wasn't there and over a thousand dollars showed up. And then even after you needed to get the storage place and yeah. like more money came from like people that don't even live yeah, in the United don't States. Don't even know me. <laughs> don't like... even know you. And like you've you've experienced like, it's not about how good something is or how bad something is. It's that God is, 
period, no matter what the situation is. God is so I am, right? And so like that's the key is are we gonna trust that God is still God and God's still good? Regardless I think of the people situation? need to understand that part you just said. Mm-hmm. I ain't mean to, you know. <laughs> but um they gotta understand like as far as coming up with money, I put a post on Facebook as to I had them some of the money but I still needed some. And Mr. Paul put it on his page. And the people that you are connected to that bless me, that don't know me, like, it takes people that are true believers, Christians, true people that know God and see God in everything to take a step of faith on somebody they don't know. Because just because you say, oh, you need that, don't mean it. You understand? But for people to actually, God, I just believe this with her. I just believe this with her. Um, one of the men was uh, Mr. Hoffer. Hoffer. I can't think of I think it's James or something. Hoffer. And I don't know if he got the message, but it was the only he was the only person on the on the little app that I could say thank you to. So I tried to say thank you to him for every for everyone. I don't even know if he got it. I think I'm saying the name right. But I just wanted them to like even now. I would like to. Let all them people know how much they bless me, mm-hmm. how much, thank you, thank you. You know, God shows you people. And it's not because we deserve favor. It's not because we deserve his mercy or his grace. Mm-hmm. It's because he got it for us. He wants us to have it. God wants people to realize, if you pick my word up, and you trust me. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're doing. Because God can, no matter what people say, God can meet you in your situation. That's what he did. He met me in my mess to give me a message. That's what it was. I don't know where that came from. But I was, I was met in mess. I was supposed to be a victim, but I came out victorious. The devil thought he stopped me, but God says you win. In this season, you will see me move. Just faith, taking steps, after steps, after steps. You will Y'all, we're being lied to. The world tells us that if we're not smart enough, wealthy enough, good enough, attractive enough, successful enough, that something is wrong. If there's struggle in our life, then we are messing up in some way. We're not trusting God enough. These lies seep into our own minds, and we become our own worst enemy, telling us what we don't deserve, telling ourselves how awful we are. And meanwhile, there is a God who created us intentionally and lovingly. We were fearfully and wonderfully made by this God, and he made us the way that he made us for the purpose for which he made us. And when we begin to trust God instead of the world, to trust God instead of our own minds, 
big things can happen because we don't have to be good enough. We don't have to be strong enough. We don't have to be smart enough. We don't have to be rich enough. We don't have to look good in the world's eyes to look beautiful in God's eyes. I love that verse in Psalm 37, starting in uh, verse 23. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The only qualifier here is it says the one who delights in him, the one who delights in the Lord. That's what you got to do. Not be smart enough, not be rich enough, not be successful enough. Delight in the Lord. In everything you do, seek to love God. And if you do that, it says, though you may stumble, you will not fall. And let's be real, y'all. Look, we're going to stumble. We're going to have hard moments. Tanisha's story is full of hard moments, but you can hear in her voice that she knows God in a deeper way today than she did on November 8th and before. And I can assure you that she will know God in a deeper way in a year than she does today. Because God is allowing us to see more and more who he is. He's allowing us to understand more and more how he loves us. And he knows that we can't comprehend that right now. And he is so patient and gracious with us to walk with us through our junk, through our mistakes, through our misunderstandings. He walks with us because he wants us to know his love for us. And that's the gift for you today. So whatever's going on, whatever ways you feel like you're stumbling, know that there is a loving God who created you, who is walking with you, who is holding your hand to make sure you don't hit that concrete, and that he is at work. And in the moments that seem like nothing is going right, like Tanisha's experience at the first post office, know that God may be working on something big that he's allowing you to be a part of, that that is a part of a bigger plan in which God is going to show his love and power. So go through each day looking for God. And make sure you remember to ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash where did you see God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?